Hello everyone, how are you? It's Pastor Rod Plummer here in Tokyo, Japan. We're going to bring the Word of God and this is part two of a, a series on the Good Shepherd. But every week has its own theme. Today's theme is this, that God, Jesus, loves to see his sheep become healthy and become all that they should be. I just remember as a little boy going to a, my cousin's sheep farm and when we went down to that part of Australia, it was green and beautiful rivers. It's called Wagga Wagga, which means crow, crow. There's those birds, crow, crow. And uh, that's, that's just what it means. But there's beautiful, lots of uh, rivers and creeks and green and sheep farming area. It was just so beautiful. And the, you could see the, the sheep as a, as a little boy just seeing the sheep for the first time and thinking, they're really nice. They're really cute. And, and realizing that um, they're actually very nice animals. And then seeing the baby lambs. Oh, the baby lambs are so white and so cute. And uh, you get the picture. I was an excited little boy. And I want to tell you that one of the great pictures of God, what is God like, is of a shepherd who loves to see everything as it should be, to see everything as he planned and desired in his heart. And I just want to read to you Psalm 23. The very first three verses says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters he refreshes my soul. And I discovered as a very young Christian that God's heart is for me to become the best rod, the best rod plumber that I can be. And he's done all that he can to help me. Now, I want to tell you a story about a, a sheep called Barak in Australia. Well, you could call him Barak. I think that's what the uh, Australian media called him and made a joke of this lost sheep. And they found this, this huge, well, over overloaded sheep called Barak way out in the bush area. Bush is what we call like the, 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 the countryside. Country, country. In a Jap Japanese you call it Inaka, Inaka. And uh, way out there. And they found this sheep that had been lost for five years. And they didn't know what to call him, so they called him Barak. That's where the name came from. And, and when they found this poor sheep, it, although he looked so... It sort of looked healthy in some ways because he had so much wool, but he was a very unhealthy sheep because he had somehow run away, uh, but his ear had been clipped, which means he had once belonged to a farm. He had once belonged to a shepherd or a, uh, a farmer. He had once belonged in the flock and he, he wandered away, maybe thinking there was grass was greener on the other side, right? And and somehow he got lost from the flock. And for five years, he, 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 he was just able to, to survive. And so that they realized that he had once been cared for, um, but he was in a very, very bad way. And they had to carry him. I, I don't know how they carried this, this huge, this huge uh, pile of wool, this, this poor barrack sheep. They, they brought him back to the farm. And, and the strange thing was he was actually, once they had sheared him, taken all the wool off, which only takes about 10 minutes under normal circumstances. Those brilliant shearing guys, those tough Aussies, tough New Zealanders, 10 minutes and it's a whole, uh, you know, wool is made that we could make a suit from or a sweater or whatever. And uh, after just 10 minutes, they've taken all the wool off his back. And of course, the sheep is fine. He's happy because this should happen every year, the shearing of the wool. 
And when they took all the wool off, they discovered two things. They discovered that wool would make um, 61 sweaters, <laughs> 61 jerseys or whatever you want to call it, sweaters. Or they would make 490 pairs of woolen socks. Can you imagine one sheep, one, one shearing, almost 500 pairs of socks? And they discovered that so much wool. But they also discovered that underneath all that wool, he was very thin because you see, he could only see just a little bit. Um, the wool had almost covered up his complete sight. And the other thing was he could hardly move and he could just get a little bit of grass. And, and the, the, the farmer actually made this statement that, that this sheep eked out an existence eating small shoots of grass. So they brought him back, sheared him and, 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 and loved him. He became sort of famous on the news everywhere because he survived in the wild for five years. Now in Israel, where sheep went missing, they would not usually survive because there was wolves and bears and lions back in Jesus' day in Israel. And uh, these sheep probably would not survive. And so the shepherd found Barak way up there, had to bring him back and bring him back to health. You see, the heart of the shepherd is to heal the sheep. The heart of the shepherd is to care for the sheep. The heart of Jesus Christ is to bring eternal life and 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 Matthew 9 36 it says about Jesus that his heart was broken when he saw sheep at sheep that were hurting he said he saw the crowds he had compassion on them his gut level oh this oh my goodness because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd like Barak in the wool in the wilderness and and the heart of God when God sees people in all sorts of situations because of whatever Whatever's happened, there could have been abuse, there could have been uh, sickness, there could have been bad decisions, there could have been just so many things in life without judgment from God. Just God looks at them and God doesn't judge and say, how did you get there and you, 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 you deserve this. No, no, no. The heart of the shepherd is to look and say, they're helpless. They need the shepherd. Come on, that's Jesus. His name is Jesus. You love Jesus. I love Jesus. I found Jesus when I was 19 years old and I discovered that he is a shepherd that wants to bring goodness. Now listen to what it says in John 10, 10, 11. Speaking, Jesus speaking about himself. He says, the thief, the, the enemy, the devil comes only with a desire to steal and kill and destroy. The, the devil only has one attitude towards you, my friend. Only one attitude is to hurt, destroy your family, your marriage, your life, your health, um, your, your finances, whatever it is. The enemy, the devil, not God, the devil wants to bring hurt. But listen to this. It says, Jesus, I have come that they may have Life. That's that, that Greek word, zoe, life, boom, life, lift, life up, life good, and have it to the full. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And we start to get more of an idea of what sort of God is God when the shepherd just doesn't feel compassion. The shepherd says, I've got to do something for the sheep. I love them so much that I'll even lay down my life for the sheep. And Jesus goes on to talk about the, the hireling shepherd, the, the one who wants the money. And, and when the wolf comes, they run. But Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd and I will lay down my life for the sheep. And, you know, that's exactly what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. I, I hope you know the story. I want to tell you very briefly that when Jesus died on the cross, 
The Bible says clearly they did not murder Jesus, but Jesus laid down his life for you and me. He gave his life that the sheep might be healed and forgiven and have a chance to get healthy in life. I think it's the most incredible story of redemption, of buying us back. It's like bringing Barak back and saying, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do enough that you will have a great life, Barak. And when Jesus died on the cross and said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. He, he's speaking to me. He's speaking to you. And I think this is the most amazing thing about Jesus, that when he died, one of the last things he said on the cross was, it is finished which was a, a, a military term in the day, which meant we have the absolute victory. And it was so d- dramatic and dynamic that the Roman centurion, who was like a, a thug and a tough guy, who had done hundreds and thousands of crucifixions, looked at this one man on this one cross on this one day and said, Surely he is the son of God. It's an incredible story that the centurion recognized the the power and the love of the good shepherd as he died on the cross, not murdered, but gave up his life for the sheep. Come on, we've got to give God a big praise. We've got to thank him. Thank you, Lord. Because of his sacrifice, we have a chance to be free. Jesus said it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit and died. And three days later, Jesus came out of the grave with power, with authority, with incredible, incredible future for for himself, for you and me. and, And the rest is what we call history, that the world has found Jesus in every nation and every generation and every part of the world. God is revealing himself and the sheep around the world are discovering the good shepherd. Now, friends, I want to tell you a few things about Psalm 23 before I finish today. Because when I come to the psalm, I just want to ask to see a few things. Number one is three things about this beginning part of Psalm 23, just the beginning. The first thing says is that the Lord is my shepherd. I will lack nothing. And this speaks about the shepherd's desire that the sheep be well fed and satisfied in every area. And when I was a little boy and went to my cousin's farm, it was a good farm because my cousin James was a, a good farmer a good shepherd. He had thousands of sheep. And, and as we went around on the track over the hills and looking at parts of the flock, there's a group here and they looked so healthy. They looked so good. And, and I, he would tell me even in times of drought, they would bring all the sheep in to feed them and take care of them in the hard moments. But in most years, it was green and, and beautiful. And, 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 you know, I don't want to be like Barak. I don't want to be a, a, like looking okay, but, but unable to eat well, unable to sleep well, unable to, to, to be in the flock or in the community. I, I don't want to be like Barak, suffering in the, the wilderness. It has to be, well, I guess I was like that once, but I don't want to remain like that. And, and so when I began to be interested in Jesus when I was 19, just think back, me, when I was not yet a Christian, I was a fireman, and God had done a miraculous uh, protection in my life saved me from a fire in, in a very dangerous moment. Um, and there was explosions and I was actually safe. And on that night, I was not a believer, but I looked up in the heavens and I said, who, who are you? And I could almost have said, if I, if I knew more, I could almost have said, who are you, good shepherd? Who are you that just protected my life? And it took me six months to find Jesus. But on that search, I, I read the Bible. 
And as I read the Bible and read about healing scriptures and Jesus, the more I realized he was not just the good shepherd, he was my good shepherd. Wasn't yet a believer, but being drawn into his life and drawn into his love. And I remember sometimes actually reading something and saying, could you heal me? Could you actually help me? Again, as a seeker for God, and maybe some of you are seekers today, I want to tell you, God loves you, is seeking you, has protected you, and can be your good shepherd today. The second thing I want to read from Psalm 23 is this little part in verse 2. It says, He makes me lie down in green pastures, and He leads me beside quiet waters. And the picture here is that He wants His sheep relaxed, and laying down in total peace. Now, I am not a sheep expert, although I did enjoy those many, uh, many years on the farm, year after year going to my, my cousin's farm. But I noticed that sheep, there's two ways they could lie down. One is sort of just lying down on the spot with their sort of, I guess their paws, are they paws or their <laughs> legs? <laughs> what do sheep have? Um, you, can, you can put it in, in the comments, all right? <laughs> um, sheep. I don't think they've got paws, right? They've got, no, that's dogs and things. They've got um, legs. <laughs> they just sort of, just sort of, sort of, just relaxed. And that's good. That's good. And I think a lot of our life, we just have to sit and relax on the grass. And we just can take some food. But there is another way sheep can lie down. And it's actually more of a, what we call sprawling, where they actually could be almost on their side, uh, revealing something of their tummy. Um, just almost like cat in the, in the heat. Have you ever seen a cat uh, in the sunny spot in your house? Uh, it's sort of like, ah, and uh, <laughs> this is the picture. This is it. And I was, I was watching on, on YouTube an old uh, Jewish rabbi talking about how these sheep just absolutely are unguarded. They're just unguarded, like that cat is unguarded and this is the picture of the shepherd with us he wants us not just to lie down he wants us to learn how to be free from fear come on free from fear the bible says that perfect love drives out all fear and so the 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 second thing about the shepherd is he wants us to learn to relax how to sleep well how to live well and how to be unguarded in his presence and once i became a, a believer in jesus and he came into my life um, 42 years ago. I won't forget, ever forget the moment that Jesus, the good shepherd, came into my heart. And when Jesus came into my heart, there was a lot of darkness there. It just left in a moment. This demonic darkness in my life, just, just it was gone forever. Never came back because of the presence of Jesus came in. Forgiveness, grace, and love. And I learned that first night, the very first night I became a believer, I learned to start to start how to unguard my heart with God. And I want to tell you, if you want to be healed, and we've got to learn how to unguard our heart. And I know in life a lot of us protect our heart because we got hurt, right? I get it. I understand it. My heart was protected for so long that I, for many years in my teenage years, I, I, never, I never felt, I never cried. I didn't have close friends. I, I, I had a suicidal thoughts. I was guarded. But now as a new baby believer in Jesus Christ, I was learning that the shepherd wants me to be unguarded, take off the armor, take off the protection. And I started to say, God, that hurt me 
would you heal me? And I felt, felt healing power. God, I, I want to unpack this part of my life. When I was a little boy and my dad left and I felt so wounded and so alone and so betrayed. And God, I want you to unpack that. And, and I had to unguard my heart to let the light, the light, the light of Jesus Christ in. And if you are, would, would dare to, to trust the good shepherd to unguard your heart, there is a world of healing, friends. There is a world of healing. And I'm speaking to you who might have been either sexually abused or abused in some way. And the good shepherd only has heart of love. We have to unguard our heart. That doesn't mean we get with the person who hurt us. No, no, no. It means we get with the shepherd who wants to heal us. And you know, as a, as a boy, I, I would see some of the sheep in the, in the field that had this sort of red, red, red dye on them. And I knew it wasn't natural. It wasn't from plants. And I asked my cousin James... Cousin James, what's the red? He said, that's the medicine. That's the medicine. If they've got little bugs or, or something in their skin, and we have to get them special medicine that takes out the, the lice or the, the bugs, and if they've been cut, to, to bring healing. And so you could sort of look carefully. You'd see some of the sheep had this red medicine. Well, I'll tell you, the best red medicine I know is the blood of Jesus Christ. That when Jesus' blood touches us, yeah, maybe we'll carry that red medicine on us. Maybe we'll carry it. Maybe we can remember the pain. But you know what? There's a healing power in the blood of Jesus. And in my life, all that pain of rejection and doing stupid things that I can still remember to this day, the power has been taken out. The power has been taken out as I carry the red medicine of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is, what is the shepherd like? He's the shepherd that wants us to be unguarded and finding a place of healing i believe that for you i'm going to pray for that in a minute and the last and final thing about psalm 23 how the shepherd cares for us is in chapter 23 verse 3 the first part it just says he refreshes my soul he takes us back to a time where there was a purity where there was a cleanness where there was a a moment where we, we used to be able to laugh and and cry and cheer and enjoy life for taking us back and the Japanese have a word genki <laughs> the word genki means uh, are you well are you well it's probably like the English word whole are you whole are you complete genki means original condition and I believe that when the shepherd sees the sheep in pain like sh like like Barak Barak the shepherd's heart is not to rebuke the shepherd's heart is to revert back to an earlier time and say Barak, we're going to take all that wool off you. You're going to be able to see again. You're going to be able to move again. You're going to be able to eat again. You're going to be able to be with the flock again. You're going to be able to be a family person again. You're going to, be a, going to bring you back to the original condition that you were born. You were born to be a sheep that created wool. And the wool is to bring warmth to the world. Come on, give the Lord a praise. I love this. And I love this scripture where a, a man comes to Jesus and he's a, he's a leper, which means he has some skin disease that he could not be with other people. A bit like Barak could not be with the other sheep at that time. And, and it says a man, this is Matthew 8 two, a man with this skin condition, leprosy came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, 
if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you, God, if you are, if you are wanting to, you can bring me back to original condition. If you, if you have a heart, God, what is your heart like? Is, is it a willing heart? Is it an open heart? And, and Jesus said these words, I am willing. Wow. In English, it's three words, but in the Greek, it's just one word, fellow. And Jesus said in one word, the whole heart of God, I am willing. God is willing no matter what the cause or the origin of our pain and our hurt and whether we did it, someone else did it or, or, or conditions of life or background or, or lack or whatever it is in our background. There is a shepherd that says, I am willing. I'm willing. Be clean. Be cleansed to the leper. And immediately he was cleansed. Oh, his leprosy. And I remember in my life as a young Christian, that unguarded state, I remember the pain of being rejected as a little boy. Uh, and I remember the moment. I remember, I remember there was a few moments, actually, a few moments. But I remember in front of just the open Bible back then and praying, God, I, I don't want to be insecure anymore. I don't want to be, in, I don't want to be going back to that anymore. I want to be the, the original condition you made me to be. And, 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 and I had this experience where the Holy Spirit spoke to me and and, and something just just broke off my life. Now, I was seeking God, and sometimes it is a process, friends, but there are moments of healing where we can be healed and go back to the condition that the Good Shepherd wants us to be. You see, God wants us to all have our own wool in life. What is that? What we should have, what we produce, our purpose, our giftings, our destiny, all that was there from creation. God wanted us to live and to do something great for Him in our life, something great on your life, producing the wool that we should produce. So as I close today, I want to say a few, a few confessions, just a few. And you can see them on your screen here. I'm, 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 we could all say it in prayer or as confession. If you don't want to say it, no problem. Say it in your heart. But come, come and join me as we know the Good Shepherd's heart is to bring us to this state and bring healing and care for us and, and make us ready. I'm going to say these few things. Here we go. Number one, through his cross and his resurrection, I'm a sheep in his care. Come on, friends. I am a sheep in his care. I am a son or a daughter in his house. I'm a son or daughter in his house. I may be weak, but I'm not broken anymore. Whoa. Friends, we're going to stop saying we're broken. The New Testament word is weak. That's the New Testament word. Yes, we are weak. We start with struggle in our humanity. But now he's taken us through the cross and resurrection. And I'm not broken anymore. I was, but I'm not broken anymore. I'm getting, I'm getting healed. I may be weak, but I'm not broken anymore. I may have troubles, but I'm at peace in his presence. And that's the power of worship and, and word and journaling. I, I'm at peace in his presence. The next one. I may not be completely whole, but I'm healing in His power. I'm, I'm being healed. He's willing, and I'm being healed in His power. My last confession, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm growing in His perfect plan. Wow. You know, life, is, life, life throws up curveballs, and this pandemic is one of them, and, and, and disappointment is one of them, and not getting the job or whatever it is, one of them, or whatever it is. But a confession, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm growing in his perfect plan. And I want to finish today by just reading to you once again, Psalm 23 in the Scottish version. I wish I could have a Scottish version. You guys, you Scottish people have got the best accents ever. 
We Aussies are pretty good too, right? But uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it in my English, uh, my Aussie accent, sorry, uh, because I'm Australian. But this comes from, this is, this, is, this is it. I'm just going to just say it from my heart and we're finished. Are you ready? This is Psalm 23. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me down to lie. In pastures green, he's leading me. The quiet waters by. My soul he has restored again. And now I'm made to walk within the paths of righteousness and for his own name's sake. Yea, though I walk in death's dark veil, yet I will fear no ill, for you are with me and your rod and staff they comfort still. My table you've made ready in the presence of my foes. My head you have with oil anoint, my cup it overflows. Goodness and mercy all my life shall surely follow me and in God's house forevermore my dwelling place will be. I want to pray for you to be in the care of the Good Shepherd right now. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. You died and said it's finished. All my pain and struggle and it was finished on the cross. And then you resurrected and we have your power as well. I'm praying, Lord, for me and for every listener for healing, original condition, original purpose, that we would truly know that you are willing the shepherd, you've made everything possible, healing and lift. And I pray right now we'd receive it and we'd be filled with hope and love and your power. Good shepherd, good shepherd, care for our souls. Right now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God a big praise. And maybe you'd like to know the good shepherd. I'm going to count simply to three. Would you like to receive Jesus, his grace and his love and his forgiveness? Here we go. One, God loves you. Two, would you open your heart? And three, come on, pray with me right now. Jesus, come into people's lives. I pray for forgiveness and grace and love. All on them, original condition, all that you have for them, I pray for blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, folks. Come on. Just want to encourage you, connect groups, connect groups. God has called us to be part of a flock. Come on, come on in and find some great, great relationships. God bless you. Have a great week.